Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing! Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden. And also featuring Keith Steigert, Uber Reader and Romance Junkie. Pat Greiner, she has the head of an English major and the heart of a sci-fi nerd. These people are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time, they are three book girls. She's a but, cruel look at look at her. She is a cruel bitch. What? <laughs> she I brought her fucking so monkey bread in again. there so she could <laughs> set it right in front of our faces where we're sitting here drooling. Because I knew I had to do this to it and I didn't want to interrupt again and leave. You just wanted to rub it in our faces. Admit it. <laughs> Little. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had bread or sugar in two fucking months, and she's going to bring in pumpkin monkey bread and set it in front of me. I can smell it through the computer. I guess I won't show you my muffin then. <laughs> Only if you're yeah, talking I about the muffin top don't. in front of your jeans. <laughs> no, I, you, I don't want to show you that either. <laughs> and on my way running to get the spatula, I found more cat puke in the dining room. That is all I have done today besides bake is clean up cat puke. Oh. oh, that sounds well, delightful. That sounds fun. Yeah. I'm not hungry anymore. Thanks, Pat. Appreciate that. <laughs> so, Vonnie. What? I wasn't sure how to say it in a text. I think your, I think Ash's jewelry is interesting. I wouldn't want to wear. I don't know anybody whose ashes I would want to wear. Well, I mean. I didn't mean it to sound like it. I mean, I don't think that's nearly as weird as, um. Like what were they doing? Semen in a necklace? Yeah, or semen, well, yeah, semen jewelry, semen, yeah, semen jewelry. Or although, although, I mean, if someone died, then you would always have a sample in case some eaten one. I don't know. Ah, uh, actually, the first thing I thought of was the first time I discovered what the phrase "a string of pearls" actually means. <laughs> you mean a pearl necklace? Pearl necklace, yes. So wait. Now, whenever I hear anyone say pearl necklace, I'm like, <laughs> see, that's exactly it. I I had no idea what that meant. So somebody could actually have a pearl necklace and each pearl could have like your loved one's junk in it. Yeah, there you go. And then it would be a real pearl. Yeah. Yeah. Forever and ever, you would have a permanent pearl necklace. You could think about your it's a great way to, you know, collect a collect a little trophy from every yeah, you can see what, and now we're talking serial killer jewelry. See, see one of those old women who wear a lot of pearls. Yeah, and she go, can say, mm, oh, this is yep. Ed and this one is John. You know oh, what? and you look at how like big this one is. This is, <laughs> this is Steve right here. Look at all that. And we thought Monica was weird for keeping her dress. Oh, and Bill smoking that cigar, huh? Go Any ahead. of that stuff really, I think, is probably preferable aesthetically, at least, to the toenail necklace. Oh my god, oh, that's disgusting! I can't even get. I didn't even open that one oh, because it was, it was I, the, the gross-out factor had reached the point <laughs> by then that I was start, my gorge was beginning to rise. So I was like, nope, I'm not even gonna look at that. I understand the impulse because <laughs> having run a couple of marathons in my dim and, and less intelligent past, uh, I, <laughs> you know, you kind of are weirdly proud of things like your nails that are turning black from the abuse on your feet. Take a picture. Now, but uh, yeah, I can't quite see putting him. I found it because I, well, I went, you're, 
post about or your uh, article about the the jizz. What was it? Jizzy jewelry? Yeah. Is that Maybe. what it was called? Yeah. Yes. That's hysterical. Yeah. There was an, I saw an article years ago about this guy who grew one toenail like really long. He grew it all year, did not cut it. I don't know how he put shoes on, but he grew it so that he would get this big chunk of toenail at the end of the year. Ah. And then he would cut it off and carve it into something, carve it into some shape and put it on a necklace as a gift for his wife that he had worked on. Did he like his wife? Uh, apparently she, you know, and I could not find any article about that. I was unsuccessful searching the internet. If you want to make your, your search history interesting, you can try to find that, maybe be more successful than me. But I thought that was truly a strange way of showing your undying affection. Definitely. I don't know. I, I, there's a company out there, and I've, I told Dylan about this too, because I was like, "Hey, that was that's kind of cool." I wouldn't be my, I wouldn't mind my ashes being used to make a diamond, because mm. there's a company that does that. They take your little pieces of ashes or whatever, and they stick them in a pressure chamber with a what do they call those things? Well, you know, there's a company where you, I mean, there's a couple of places you can compost your body into like a plant. Yeah, but I'd be afraid of my a tree. tree. I'd, I'd be afraid I'd kill it. That all the preservatives in my body would kill the tree. I'd be like, no, then they'd be sad twice. You'd be dead. You wouldn't have any. A tornado might died. rip me out of the ground. You know, we can't have that. <laughs> Think about the, the angst it would cause if mama's tree got killed by the tornado. Or if you have to call the exterminator because mom's got aphids or <laughs> termites. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of thinking that diamond jewelry sounds like a great idea because then you get made into something precious and nobody would want to steal that shit because it's made out of a person's ashes. Oh, I wouldn't count on that factor. Yeah, true. People don't give a shit as long as it's worth something. Would it be worth a whole lot? I mean, if it was made out of ashes? If it's a diamond. It's not a real, it's not a real diamond. It's an well, artificial diamond. Yeah, but a, a, a real diamond and an artificial diamond are... There are lab-created diamonds in every jewelry store now. Yeah, but I don't. They aren't worth as much, are they? It depends. It depends on the clarity of the diamond. But I mean, obviously, natural ones are worth more money because they're rarer. Mm -hmm. It's all about what you value, and if if your mother is trapped in in a crystal and you want to wear her around your neck, yay you. <laughs> And then she can nag you forever close to your skin. I was with you until you were like, if your mother's trapped, hmm. like picture for all eternity. Well, you know, I have been reading a lot of horror novels the last two weeks, so I can't help but, you know, kind of go into that. It could be kind of fun. The original Men in Black. Remember the intergalactic princess was trapped in that necklace? That there, there you go. Yeah. yeah. I do sort of remember that. And you could say, my mom is trapped in here. I stole her soul. <laughs> yeah, I, the idea of doing interesting things with jewelry is not new. I remember when I was still in my young and weird phase. Wait, I thought it was too easy. I, I mean, yeah, wait, I thought about saying I'm something. I'm waiting for that but... comment. But when I was in my really young and weird stage, I found this pair of rat skull earrings that I wanted so bad. They're made out of genuine rat skulls. Bondi, did you save, save Tyler's baby teeth? I think I have like one or two, but I didn't save all of them. Maybe I should make some jewelry out of Dylan's baby teeth. I feel like Gwyneth Paltrow has already probably done that. 
No. I wonder she, what weird shit she has in jewelry. She seems like the kind of person that would be putting bizarre. Oh, you know what? She has a vibrator on a necklace. I feel like we talked about that once. Wasn't that her? I feel like that's got to be her. Nobody else will put a vibrator in a necklace. Yeah, a that was her. Thing. Yeah. Wonder what other weird shit she's got in the neck and jewelry. I don't know, but you can get rat skull earrings on Etsy for 50 bucks. You see? 50 <laughs> bucks. They haven't gotten any cheaper over all this time. I couldn't afford to buy them then and I can't afford to buy them now. Well, maybe I could afford to buy them, but they're really not a price because think about how <laughs> fragile those little fuckers would be now mm, if it yeah. was a petrified rat skull that would be awesome Somebody because could have put resin around it and yeah 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 it's probably not just a raw bone that they I yeah i wouldn't think so hang on there i wouldn't think that would oh my <laughs> are you looking at it <laughs> no i found <laughs> i found rat feet earrings and the toenails are painted taxidermy rat feet with painted nails and rhinestone ring earrings made from real rats would it smell bad no not if it's taxidermied okay oh because they put formaldehyde i don't know how they do it but i I don't either i'm trying to figure out why that would be okay organic is cleaned out of it it's just like skin and bone my god i found a ring made out of a molar and i don't know what the hell this thing is it's like a weird rat inside a locket oh looks like a rat fetus it does uh i don't think so no the line has been drawn here somewhere now people really like to make a lot of stuff out of rats yeah the reason that i would like a rat skull has more to do with terry pratchett because the death of rats is a little skeleton oh yeah yeah i remember that squeak yeah like make it out of a fake rat not a real (laughs) rat that used to live remember seeing things about like some guy who made really detailed dioramas of historical scenes using mice I totally do remember that. Like, (laughs) yeah, there was like a whole, (laughs) it was like a whole little town and little mice going about their little business mice ways. And Mm. sometimes I go on Etsy and I'm just like amazed. Like, I mean, there's something for everyone. The weirdest stuff, the nicest stuff. I mean, anything you could come up with, a weird rat fetus in a glass locket. I mean, sure. Why not? Hey, it's all, the beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And there's a lot of weird beholding going on out there. Wonder what kind of (laughs) gathering you wear that necklace to. Maybe a a goth convention? That seems like a goth. Opera. Goth kind of thing, maybe. (laughs) A vampire, a vampire coven. See, I've been reading too much. I just finished a vampire novel. So I've got vampires on on the brain now. Yeah, th- that's where you have those blood necklaces. That's what oh they yeah, that I I know who that was. That was um, Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton that had the blood vials. Really, in their jewelry, yeah. Not like Megan talked about it, which made me think it must be here. Well, I'm thinking Megan Fox, Megan Fox, and his oh his, Machine Gun Kelly. Yes, I think there's some blood weirdness with them too. I think you're right. Yeah. Now that you say that. Mm-hmm. If Megan was here, she could say for certain. And I'm sure that when she hears this, she'll be sending us texts saying, yes, that's true. Because <laughs> when she hears the podcast, that's what she does. She gets, she gets on and talks back to us. You know what's funny? 
Hmm. I looked up the blood necklace thing and Hot Topic right now has a blood vial best friend necklace set where you put each other's blood and then you swap them. Wouldn't the blood at some point like separate? Like that doesn't stay for I would long. think that it would degrade and like yeah. decompose. I don't know that much about blood, but I know that... Uh, I don't either. That I should ask my daughter, the blood spatter girl. She would know. I bet. You were right. It was Machine Gun Kelly. He wears Megan Fox's blood in a necklace. That's probably why Hot Topic has that shit. And yeah. those relationships probably aren't destined to last long enough for the blood to go bad. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just tattoo her name across your chest? Of course, maybe that's a different interpretation. Didn't Taylor Swift have a song called Bad Blood? Yeah, she did. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it was really about. Uh. <laughs> oh. I think we need to rewrite those lyrics and make it a Halloween song. <laughs> Don't you know you got bad blood? Pew! I need a new necklace. Pew! I think it is rotting. <laughs> we really should have had this conversation in October, friends. Yeah, sorry. That's well, a- this way people can get their jewelry ordered now and have it for October. That's, That's very true. true. You need to have your stuff ready to go by Halloween. You got to have your rat skull earrings purchased by the time it's time to dress up and whatnot. Dude, and you seriously? Know, you know, closer to Halloween, they'll be out of them. There's going to yeah, be a run on them. There'll definitely be a run right. on those rat skull earrings. <laughs> if any of our listeners have weird, like, amusing stuff like that, I, I totally want to see one. Do you have a rat fetus necklace? I want to see it. But don't go buy or one ch- just on our account. Yeah, no, don't yeah. buy one. But if you already have something really weird, yeah, show it to us on the tribe page or whatever page. No, don't say that. Show it to us on our Facebook group. Speaking of which, we are changing the title of it, but it takes time to get our logos changed and whatnot. So we are working on it and it will be changed to squad eventually. And the website's back up and running. And it's gorgeous. Yeah, looks nice. Thanks. Unfortunately, I can't figure out a way. Do we still do the call? Oh. I mean, we haven't done in a while. I was thinking maybe before the end of the year, we should do one. You know, just like put out the notice a couple weeks ahead of time and do like a squad party or something holiday party or that's a good idea bring your rat fetus necklaces <laughs> and join us for a party i don't it's not a rat fetus i don't know what it it's a rat baby god you know that it's a rat it's a weird looking thing in a necklace it looks like a rat post it looks like a little baby white rat, rat. what do they call rat pups they're rat pups they call them pups uh-huh that's weird. Who decides what little baby animals are called? Like, why do goats' babies get to be kids and rats' babies are pups? Like, I what? think that's a linguist's job. I don't know. You know, some linguist had a lot of fun just messing with us all one day. Like the words for a gaggle of geese. I mean, dude, you can't tell me that that person wasn't having the time of his life coming up with weird words for groups of things. I've never liked crows, so when there's a group of them, we'll call them a murder. Because that's what I wish would happen to those crows. I wish they all get murdered. I gotta say, I, now speaking of pictures, I just got the picture Keith sent of the rat foot jewelry. Oh, good. I forgot I, I said seriously that. seriously consider wearing those. those are you would wear, it would be good to wear, 
Like if what? you were dressing up like as a witch or something in Halloween, okay. it would be send, awesome. Send that in the in the group chat because I haven't seen it. She did. I oh, did, I think. They're only thirteen fifty. Hell, I may be ordering those when we get done with the podcast Wait, today. Seriously? I didn't look at the price. Dude, so she sells more than one? So she has a lot of dead rat babies or whatever these things are? You know, I gotta <laughs> it's, look it's at the it. the fact that they have rings on and the nails painted. Oh, I sent the rat feet. That is beyond disgusting. I'm sorry, Pat. No. No, <laughs> ma'am. They are seriously funny. <laughs> okay, it's not nearly as bad as I found it. Hold on. Do to do. Ah. Ah. No. That's like, <laughs> I feel, I feel so we're just sending that picture. If I show up picture. at the end of the month for the live broadcast and I have those earrings on, will you not let me sleep in your guest room? <laughs> I don't know. I'm having serious second thoughts right now. I wish the thing for had For some reason, it wouldn't bother me so much if they were just bones. But the fact that there's still fur on there freaks me out. I'd wear the feet before I wore the actual rat itself. Yeah, that thing's nasty. Oh, it kind of it. Well, it makes me Ooh, sad because yeah. it's dead, and it's I wish so it's cute. Oh, and it's not dead if you just cut its feet off. I know, but it's cute. I can see its little cute face. Oh, in, the in, feet, I can't. They're in little rat wheelchairs. They hang out with the frogs on the on the legless frog dollies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see? And you the know, rabbits, have a, had the rabbit's feet You removed. know, in my, in my wildest <laughs> dreams, I never thought that I would be with people who not only were weird, but weirder than me in some respects. And I, I have to admit that that's awesome. <laughs> We all have some weirdnesses. Jesus, I can't look at that anymore, Keith. I, dude, I had to turn it off. I had to get rid of it. It's creeping me out. Oh, man. Cats like to kill rats as well. So maybe that explains the reason why <laughs> you were drawn to those earrings, Pat. Because you're Could thinking be. about all the presents that you've been given over the years by your cats. <laughs> Just today alone. Wasting that opportunity to saw off those little rat feet and sell them as earrings. Shall we move ourselves towards the book portion of our program? Are we ready for that? We have an opportunity now. We could change our logo to include this rat fetus thing. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. It's right. not I don't want to we'll be known in, as I'll the tell you what, book we'll, rat girls. We can little do rats like foot you know what we'll do that oh, on wow. terry pratchett day we'll we'll put the the death of rats on our page <laughs> yeah the rat the rat foot earrings you get an option of six different colors of nail polish and seven different colors of rings oh jesus Holy oh that's awesome so you could change it to match your outfit i am, I am now really excited about this. are all the rats gray uh, yeah it doesn't list any option for rat fur so I would rather have a white rat paw, I think. Mm -hmm. I feel like that would go with more stuff. I'm just, and then the nail I'm, polish all, all would really say, I'm just speechless at this point because, you know. <laughs> I can't believe that only costs like 13 bucks. I just don't know what else to say here. I'm, I'm without words. <laughs> Could we talk about books, please? <laughs> please? I don't know. Can we? Well, I don't have anything about rats in my book. What? Got the plague? That would That would tie in. Yeah. I didn't read anything about the play. The Black Death? Weird fetishes? Um. <laughs> uh, not weird fetishes. Unruly children. Okay, we'll, we'll take that. Does that kind of? So uh, this week I decided to read 
uh, With Teeth by Kristen Arnett. Kristen Arnett is the one who, okay, she wrote mostly dead things. And I liked the character so much in that book. I decided to try out another one of hers. And this one was a little bit, I won't say it was difficult, but it goes back and forth and it skips big chunks of time. So it, it was a little hard to follow. It starts out with a mom named Sammy, and she's the main character. And she is chasing after a man who is walking away from the park with her son. And her son's probably about three-ish at the time, walking to his truck on the other side of the park. And she's chasing after this guy, chasing after this guy, and catches him. And by the time she catches him, the guy already has her son in the passenger side of the truck. This is like the very first chapter of the book. And it's almost like the son wants to go with the guy and doesn't want to go back with his mom. So already you're trying to, you kind of get the picture that there's a strange relationship between the two of them. But then it's kind of like the kidnapping thing just kind of goes away. Like (laughs) she calls the police, the police doesn't really, they don't really do anything about it because the guy is already gone. There's no way to know who the guy was. Um, There's a couple of witnesses, but they're just kind of nonchalant about it. And the whole time that I'm reading this, I'm thinking, how can they be nonchalant about attempted kidnapping? That's insane. But then it jumps from it. This is one of the times that it jumps from the time that Sam, that Samson, that's the little boy's name is like three to the time that he's like five. And then it kind of goes into the story and doesn't even mention the kidnapping anymore. So I'm not really sure why it started out with that. But then it's mostly about the fact that Sammy is, she's a stay-at-home mom and her wife, Monica, has kind of like a, like a high, how would you say it? High energy career. I think she's like a lawyer or something. So she, her life is a lot about work. And that leaves Sammy taking care of Samson and doing all of the like, you know, PTO stuff and all of the, you know, like homeroom mom stuff. And she doesn't really like it that much. She's not very happy. And that's kind of what the story is about, just about her not being happy. And Samson is, he almost sounds like he's, He may be a little autistic, like he might be a little on the spectrum because it's almost like he doesn't have any kind of empathy when he does bad things. Like he bit a kid on the playground and he didn't understand why that was wrong. He didn't understand that it hurt the other kid. But I mean, this this um, behavior with Samson goes all the way into his teenage years when he's on the swim team and everything else. And it's just like, he has no, he doesn't feel bad for anything. He just like, whatever. And Sammy really struggles with that. And then Sammy and Monica kind of start having problems because Sammy's not happy. And Monica doesn't understand why she's not happy. And so It just kind of goes on from there. But like I said, it it was really hard to follow because it kind of goes from the time that Samson's three till the time he's five. And then he's a teenager. And then the ending was really strange because it 
cuts out from the time that Samson's a teenager to the time that he's in college and everything is different and there's like no closure at the end. So I really have mixed feelings about it because I liked the story about this, you know, this um, individual who's a stay at home mom. She doesn't necessarily like her life, but she tries to make the most of it. And she gets talked into doing like all of these different things that she's just doesn't really want to do, but she does it just to keep the peace. I don't know. You know, I like flawed characters and she's definitely flawed. So I liked the story except for the ending, but it was hard to follow because of the big chunks of time that were missing. It's like you missed part of the story. So I would definitely only give it like a four star. And you know, I'm pretty generous with my stars. So yeah, I I mean, I'm not sorry I read it. Definitely not sorry I read it, but I thought that her book, Mostly Dead Things, was definitely better. I'll agree. And that, yeah, that again was called With Teeth by Kristen Arnett. And I'm sorry about all the dog noise. My son came in with <laughs> with Ryder. Pat, what kind of a book did you read this week? I've got a, a thriller, suspense. Okay. All right, Keith. Are you asking what I have or are you telling me to go? I'm telling you to go because I'm pretty okay. sure that you don't have a thriller. I have a horror novel. No. The book I read this week is called 50 Ways to Win Back Your Lover by Kelly Siskind. And it's kind of like the song. Get out the back, Jack. Make a new plan, Stan. Don't need to be coy, Roy. Just listen See? to me. Yep. This book is about Edgar. That Everybody calls him E. He grew up in this kind of small town where everybody knows everybody's business kind of thing. You know, that kind of place. And um, a girl moves in next door when he's, I think, about 10 or 11. And they become very fast friends and they are best friends throughout school. And then they become something else when they get into high school. And so they start dating in high school and it's the kind of, you know, high school sweethearts where everybody thinks they'll get married at some point, they'll end up together. They're this perfect couple. So one night they're 17, they sneak out. They have sex for the first time. When he comes back to his home that night, there are FBI agents everywhere and they are whisking the family away because it turns out his father has been laundering money for a big drug cartel. And he is turning state evidence against the cartel. So they are immediately put into uh, witness protection and the entire family just disappears. And there are five brothers in, in this family. Ten years later, they are at a nearby airport to where they grew up, like the nearest big city kind of thing. And it's just to get on. It's just to catch a connecting flight. But Edgar hears over the, uh, what's that, the intercom system? Somebody pages Delilah to the desk. And he has not seen Delilah in ten years he has a new name. His brothers all have new names. They have new identities. And so he sees her and he hasn't stopped thinking about her in all these years. He's still in love with her. So he goes up to her and tries to, you know, say, hi, I, I'm here. You can't tell anyone you saw me. He can't really explain 
why he left, which is all she wants to know. And she's engaged. So he kind of gives up, gets on his flight. When they get home, long story short, they're not in witness protection anymore. Like everything's fine and they can go back to their lives. Like the drug cartel is wiped out or something. Um, so they can go back to their normal lives. And the first thing he wants to do is go back to his hometown and try and win back this girl. He cannot tell anybody what happened. He can't tell anybody in the town why they left still because WITSEC doesn't just end. I mean, there's all sorts of channels that they have to go through and everything. So he comes up with this list of 50 ways that he can win her back. So he just keeps adding ways to win her back. But meanwhile, he just shows up in town and everybody hates him because they were this integral part of the town for all these years. And then they just up and disappeared. And now he won't give any reasons as to why he's back. And he's trying and he's going after this girl, Delilah, who everybody knows that he just up and disappeared on her one day. Wait, 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 wait. He was a teenager when that happened, though, right? Yes. So why are they blaming him? He had to go with his family. Oh, believe me, they're blaming everyone. (laughs) They're mad at everybody. He's the only one back in town. So they keep asking him and he won't say anything. So everybody's really annoyed with him. It was a really, really interesting story. I really liked it because, okay, I don't know what this says about me, but I really think it's interesting (laughs) when they do the whole witness protection thing. I liked that whole aspect of it. None of them wanted to leave. So they are all really, really ticked off at the father who made this happen. And then the other thing that's really neat about this book, and it kind of ties in with what we were talking about way earlier, is that this is the first romance I've ever read that is completely told from the male perspective. Hmm. There's no other, it's all from Edgar's point of view, which never, just never happens in a romance unless it's written by a man. So that was really interesting. It was a really, I guess I don't want to say cute exactly, because I mean, he left her, right? They had sex for the first time and he leaves. Uh, That would be devastating to anybody. That's self-esteem crushing. I really liked it. I thought it was very clever. I I enjoyed watching him come up with all these different ways he's going to win her back when, I mean... Obviously, just an honest conversation would have been the best thing, but he can't do that. It was a really great story. I loved it a lot. Um, And there are five brothers and they all left. So I think where the author's going is that now each brother is going to tell his story of what leaving meant to him and what he had to give up. So Mm. I really, really him into Witsec for some reason. I love it when they're like, oh, now you have to disappear. Oh, now it's okay. Now let's see how you pick up the pieces. Um, I didn't know they yeah, ever it, let anybody come back from that. I thought once you went in, you were gone. Exactly. Once you yeah, hear I mean, your family. Right? <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I really liked it. I gave it five stars. And that again was 50 Ways to Win Back Your Lover by Kelly Siskin. Now, hold on. What? 
that could actually, you know, if you were going to, if you were going to go on the same type of, um, remember earlier we were talking about that you can't write a character. That's that what can't... I was saying. Yes. It kind of goes back to that. Because yes, because she's a woman read... writing as a man. When I first read it, I was like, oh, this is amazing. And then, I mean, I thought about it and I was like, I wonder if people would get upset about it because I mean, I do have an author, another author that I really like, and she specifically has said most romances are written in like a dual point of view. So you get the woman and the men's perspective. And this one author has always said, I will never write from a male perspective because I don't have a male perspective. So I don't know how to do that. Hmm. So, yeah, it's another interesting. I mean, can men write women? Should men write women? Should women write men? Men have been writing women for decades, centuries right. even. So. Centuries. Yeah. Thousands of years. Yeah. yeah. Pat, what do you got? I've got a thriller, a uh, pretty recently released one, came out in July, called The Drug Trial by S.R. Masters. The premise of this one is one that I found pretty interesting. I mean, I think there have been a fair number of things about medical trials, of thrillers about medical trials. In this one, uh, we start out with the narrator, our main character, Elle, who is a woman in her early 30s. She lives with her mother because mom, it's very British, mom cannot be trusted. Uh, to take care of herself, to she's irresponsible. She would end up homeless or in jail or something along that line. You get the feeling if Elle did not look out for her. And at the beginning of the book, Elle is about to take a vacation, which she really needs from her job. She's been saving up and not letting mom know that she has this extra money. Well, somehow mom has gotten wind of it and she comes to Elle with a story about how she has to have this money because this guy she's been seeing is, well, he'd gotten involved in some kind of problem and she's got to pay this money to get him out of her life and keep out of legal trouble. And Elle gives her her money and come to find out the next night she stops by the pub on her way home and there's mom with this guy and they're drinking and carousing together and having a good time. Mom just scammed her to get her money. And Elle is pretty mad and she goes home and she gets a little tipsy. Well, the other thing that's been going on is that Elle, on her mother's Facebook account, she was looking at her computer for, I forget what the reason was, but she saw an advertisement for participants in a drug trial. And they're asking for people to spend a month taking this pill. No big deal, no major side effects expected, but they have to agree to spend the month in a pretty luxurious resort location in the Canary Islands. And if they complete the trial successfully, they will also be paid $20,000. Well, Elle's just lost her vacation money. And this sounds like an offer too good to be true. And of course, yeah, there's your first red flag. <laughs> she fills out the application. The first time she comes across this ad, which was not the night she came across her mother with the guy in the pub, it was earlier. She filled out the application and it was turned down. Well, that night she sees the application again and she's mad at her mother and sitting there and, and a little drunk and she fills out the application and she's just basically being mean to her mother in her own mind. So she fills it out the way she thinks her mother would answer the questions sends it off. Next day, she doesn't really even remember having done it because she was pretty tipsy. 
but an answer comes back and she's been accepted. And now she doesn't have her vacation money anymore and this is too tempting to turn down. So she signs up for it. Well, the red flags come pretty thick and heavy. Um, <laughs> for one thing, they won't tell them they land on this island. They don't tell them exactly which one of the Canary Islands they're on. There is nothing else around. They can't see, they can't see anything except kind of desert, like almost ground around this resort. The resort itself is beautiful, has every amenity. Their cell phones are confiscated. There is no or very limited internet access. They can't really reach anyone on the internet. And Elle begins to get to know her fellow drug trial participants. So most of them seem pretty nice and normal at first, but as she gets to know them, there are just weird, again, psychological red flags about them. And Elle's beginning to think, I've gotten myself into something much deeper than I was prepared for. Indeed she has, and I can't say anything more without starting to give away spoilers. There's also the representative from the drug company. There are a couple of doctors who maintain a distance between themselves and the, the participants, but the representative of the company that they deal with on a regular basis, who's more like their concierge, is named Benji. And he's quite nice and rather attractive. And he and Elle strike up a friendship, even though that is, uh, well, more than a friendship, even though that's against the rules of the drug trial as well. He is not supposed to actually fraternize with the guests just to make sure that they're comfortable and well cared for. The way it all plays out has some interesting twists. And I can't say much more about it. The characters are interesting, and that's one of the things that makes it a particularly, I think, appealing thriller, because Elle is a very believable character, very multifaceted. She's got flaws, she's got strengths and weaknesses, and the reveal of things going wrong, it provides for a pretty good amount of suspense. So I would, uh, I would give this one a three and a half, four stars. It was, you know, it's not a book that's that's going to stay with you for the rest of your life. It's not a piece of great literature, but if you're looking for an entertaining thriller, it definitely fills that bill. And that is The Drug Trial by S.R. Masters. I just watched a movie two nights ago called Spiderhead that Ooh. is very, very, very similar to that. I just Googled if if that was based on a book, and it turns out it was based on a short story in the New Yorker called Escape from Spiderhead. So it's not the same thing, but it's very similar. So you should watch it. That was really... Which, uh, which service was Net it on? Netflix. Oh, okay. I think it was on... Spiderhead. It was either Netflix or Amazon. I'm not sure. Very, very much like that. Almost identical to it, except for wow. the, except for the um, characters are prisoners. Mm. And nobody knows what each other has done, but they go to this facility in lieu of finishing out their sentences. Ah, yeah. Okay, I will round it all off with a good old sci-fi novel. Actually, it's kind of a more of an alien novel. It's called Drunk on All Your Strange New Words by Eddie Robson. This is one of those books that I... I, don't, I think I read about it on a list somewhere and sort of put it on hold, forgot all about why I put it on hold or what it was about, which happens 
every single time I put something on my old list. But in my head, as I began to listen, she's a translator. The main character is a translator for this very important man. You can tell he's a very important man based on the way that they're treated because she has to go with him everywhere because only she can translate for him. As you go throughout the first part of the book, you begin to realize that not only is this man not from her country, he's, he's an actual alien. And what a, one of the things I liked about the book was that that's already normal in this world that they're living in. And they don't have to explain everything right at the beginning. It's, it's in a world that's enough like our world that you can start the story right away and then just sort of explain as you go. That's really my favorite way to consume sci-fi. When it seems like it's going to be normal and then the weirdness starts to trickle in. Well, what you determine is that there are only a certain number of people that are chosen for this job and they have to have some kind of a special brain something done in order for them to be able to translate. And so they're pretty well controlled by their agency. The agency has obviously diplomatic ties with the aliens and whatnot. Well, she actually lives with this guy. The other thing that you realize is that whatever, you know, enhancements they gave her in order to be able to translate fast enough and accurately enough makes her kind of feel a little drunk. And then, you know, because she feels pressure to translate faster and better, she'll sometimes enhance a little bit herself and she'll take drugs to try to, you know, make it easier for her to do her job. So as a result, she's halfway fucked up most of the time she's translating. And she talks a lot about, you know, getting too drunk all the time. Mm -hmm. Well, this one particular night, she goes home and she can, she, when she wakes up the next morning, she doesn't even really remember coming home, which isn't evidently that unusual for her, but she's, she's taken off her device glasses, I think it is or something. And she can't find them. And so she gets a spare pair out, which she's not supposed to have and, you know, connects to the Internet or whatever she does. And uh, goes downstairs after a while because I guess part of part of her translation thing comes with almost like a psychic connection with her person. And she can usually hear him, quote, hear him when he's in the house around her. And when she wakes up, she can't hear him. And it's like late in the, later in the day, she's, you know, pretty hungover and she's slept. And she goes down and he's dead. And so this very quickly becomes a murder mystery. She, nobody can figure out what happened to him because she was the only one in the house and somebody's messed with all of the surveillance. Because of course the surveillance is top notch and very well guarded and everything like that well it's all screwed up and nobody has any video or audio from what happened so the book is really about her trying to figure out what's happened to him and one of the things you start to realize right away is that after he dies she goes back to the house and she can still hear him and so he tells her to solve the murder 
And that's sort of where this thing goes. There were a lot of holes in it, I'll admit. They were, there were a few pieces here and there that didn't really fit together. But I have to say that it was a really super enjoyable ride. I had the best time reading this book. And it, what happened at the end, I never would have figured out. Never. Not in a hundred million years would I've would I've been able to figure this shit out. Because it was bizarre as hell. And you know I love bizarre stuff. It was so good. So I gave it four stars. But I think I probably would have gone a little higher. If there were partial stars to be given, I would have gone a little higher. But it was really interesting to see the way she portrayed the aliens, the way she portrayed the regular people and the interaction between everyone. I don't know. It's just a really, I thought it was a very unique approach to describing something that is done quite a bit, really. I've always found people who translate just absolutely fascinating because it seems to me so hard to be able to listen in one language and then spit out another because it seems to me they talk so fast. And so I've always been a little bit fascinated by that. And then add on the fact that this is an actual alien and she's getting psychic crap at the same time that she's trying to sort out what he's saying to this person. It was really pretty interesting. Anyway, that was called... Drunk on All Your Strange New Words by Eddie Robson. Pretty cool. It does sound like fun. It was. It was. And it was short. That's the other thing that made it really fun to read is I, could, I got through it in one, in one sitting pretty much. It was only 277 pages. So it was a very quick read, but very satisfying. And especially because I had just gone through two massive massive books that were hugely disappointing and I was kind of cross about it and then I came across this one and I read it and it was just such a joy so you gotta look at that too sort of dependent upon that and then I went right back to my horror novels so (laughs) gonna have some good ones this year much better than last year (sighs) okay now we can go back to talking about bizarre jewelry yeah, I've I've ordered my rat feet. They're on their way. Oh my no, god! No, you did not. She pulled the trigger. That's awesome. Oh my god! For you. See now, uh, here I was thinking I was the only one to be weird, weird enough to wear a rat skull earrings, and here comes Pat prancing in our little rat feet. <laughs> Squeak. Oh, Pat, I miss you. I want to see a picture of Pat wearing them when they come in. Oh yeah, when they when they come in, they'll they will we'll they'll have to be a post. Yes, we'll put Pat put Pat's face on the website with her little rat feet earrings. Did you know that 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 toenail necklace Wired has instructions as to how to do it? Yeah, it was it was what it was was how to make your own. <laughs> so interesting. Of course, the first step is run an ultra marathon, run a hundred miles, so that you blacken your toenail. <laughs> before they and have them fall off <laughs> did that actually happen to you it sounds like you're speaking from experience i well no i've never i have never run an ultra the a, a regular marathon was more than enough for me did your and toes did, turn black i did lose one nail yeah did, did you poop your pants i've heard that's no, a thing i have not heard that i mean i've heard a lot of people take emodium and stuff so that they don't oh there i remember the first one i ran 
when you went around the corner at the end of the first mile, there was some red brick building. It was the Portland Marathon, Portland, Oregon. And at the end of the first mile, there was some poor building. I don't know why they picked this one out, but I think about 50% of the guys in the marathon were leaning up against that building with one hand and pissing. <laughs> <laughs> what do the women do in that case? I, I mean, it's not apparently, like the women had a little better taste. I don't know, but apparently that was some sort of tradition amongst the guys oh in this marathon God. is to pee at this building around the one mile spot. It was just like, okay. Well, I'll there's no running. Thank yeah, you. There's no accounting for the taste of men and their weird traditions. Yeah, the whole idea of using toenails or... I, I remember being so grossed out by a particular episode of... I think it might have been Frasier, where he was dating this woman and she had all these pillows around her apartment and it turned out she'd been using her hair to make pillows. <laughs> like stuffing them Stop with them. her hair. Yeah, that was Frasier. Was it Frasier? I remember that yeah. episode. Oh, my God. Yeah. I remember being so grossed out by that. And you know what? This is a true story. My mother, she was kind of a hoarder. And she had, of course, a lot of pets. And she was making this tablecloth for me. It was a crocheted tablecloth out of a kind of a cream-colored, you know, thread. And she was about halfway done with it when I came to visit her one time. And she held it up. And there was cat hair crocheted into the, and I said, oh my God, mom, did you realize? She genuinely didn't even notice that the whole thing, there was cat hair woven into the entire thing. It wasn't just like laying on there. She had actually physically woven. Oh, probably not woven, but just got it caught in there as she, it as was, she worked. It's, because that happens, and it was everywhere to me in all it. the time. I crochet a lot, and I have five yeah. cats. And there's, in fact, I just finished an afghan a couple nights ago. And once I was done with it, the first thing I did was run it through the wash to get the cat hair. Yeah, well, this is the, <laughs> yeah, this that's is what you the, have to do. This is the kind of crochet that's the tiny, tight crochet, yeah. little like bitty. Animals. Yeah. So ah. it was woven in there so tight that she actually had to rip it out. Wow. She was halfway done and it was a tablecloth. Have we never talked about the women? I swear, what, where else would I have heard it but this book podcast where like women take their pubic hair and like ma and knit shit out of it? I haven't heard that mm, one. I haven't heard that one. Dude. I've heard take their dog's hair and make it into yarn and I, make things. I, I once again am speechless. <laughs> Keith, this is two right times ahead. in one podcast wow. that made my mouth gape open. <laughs> okay, now here we go, destroying the search history again. Oh, but no! One has to Pat, I swear to God, if you order anything with pubic hair, I'm out. <laughs> Not necessarily. That's a whole dress. It's a whole hair? dress. Of dog yeah. hair or pubic hair? Pubic hair. Ooh, no, thank you. A whole dress? Mm -hmm. Show, well, hold it up start. again. Hold it up again. I wonder um, if she grew all that herself or if she had to borrow from Dear other God. people. I'm guessing she asked for help. Oh, because my. I am so grossed out right now. That would take a long time oh to grow that God. much pubic hair. I can't Did you guys know that there's a book called The Art of Braiding Your Pubic Hair? No. I feel like I should have gotten that for Vonnie for her birthday. <laughs> okay, here's a 
the headline on this one is grow your pubes now for this year's coziest winter blanket. Here's yeah. how. <laughs> Dang. I don't even know no. what. I no. <laughs> Takes all kinds. Dude, there's a whole there's a whole Facebook group. Knitting with pubic hair. It's a public group. 221 members. Pubes are nature's human sheep. <laughs> oh, I saw your coziest winter blanket. <laughs> Making a pube sweater. Is it normal? No, it's not normal. You know, before we began this conversation, I was getting a little peckish. Suddenly, I'm not the least bit hungry. Listen, I got to go finish dinner when I'm done with this. <laughs> Good luck with that. No, no shave November is not coming this year in the, in this household. We're not going to be doing that. Speaking of which, my chin hairs are getting a little thinner from doing the zapping. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I forget to do it. I do it religiously for a couple of weeks and then I forget. They're, they're not going away, but they're getting thinner. Yeah. And the white ones I, will never go away because evidently, you know, you have to have pigment in the hair for it to work. So all of my oh, white hair, all of my white hairs will never go away. I'll just have to keep plucking them and shaving them and whatnot. Well, the white ones aren't as noticeable as the big black ones that show up. And it's like one day you'll have like no hair and you'll go to work and come home for lunch and you look and you're like, holy shit, where did this one inch hair come from? Right. And why did nobody tell me walking around with a freaking gorilla hair hanging off of my chin? You got Miss Panty right next to the microphone. I know. I'm sorry. No, I love her. <laughs> She's really She's loud. Excited. She's a really loud panter. You don't know. It could have been me. Looking at all these pubic hair dresses. Getting She's, excited. Echo helps me out with my uh Keith, my I just can't business. even I can't even respond properly <laughs> to that sort of thing right now. I'm I'm usually I'm the weird one in the room and I don't I don't know what to do when I'm not. Or am I? Am I still the weird one? Yeah. I, I think we're I think we're one. giving you a run for your money this time, Martha. <laughs> I'm the inappropriate one, I guess, is what I talked about you. We talked about you at our remote yesterday, Keith. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because this little kid walked by and he had this shirt that had this dinosaur on the front of it. And he had kind of a, a, a dinosaur with kind of a sad look on his face. And it said, T Rex does not like push ups. <laughs> of course. <laughs> That's awesome. I know, right? So then, of course, that led to the whole conversation about dinosaur porn. Yeah. And whatnot. T-Rex is sad because he can't pull her hair because his arms are too short. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Pull my hair. I can't. <laughs> you want to you hear something else kind of awesome? What? Mm. When, I was, when I was playing around with iTunes trying to figure out how to, like, refresh because our podcast wasn't showing up. There's a thing that you can press that gives you like the scan code that you somebody you can QR. put like on your, your the QR code. Okay, thanks. I didn't know the name of it. And ours has a dinosaur in the middle. No way. Nice. It does. I looked at him like that's just fucking perfect. But it had a little T-Rex in the middle of the QR code. I need that on a shirt. That was I mean, it, how fucking was, awesome would that be to have that on a shirt? 
I'll have go, to go in and do it again and screenshot me, it. But scan me. Yeah. It was pretty awesome, though. So I think that we should make T-shirts that have T-Rexes on it because that seems to be in, like, our logo. It does. We talk about enough. dinosaurs so much. We really kind of do. I've Keith, been looking for images that are until free we, to put... Yeah, I mean, with until, the short little arms, yeah. they're made for reading. It exactly. Just the book right there. Exactly. You don't even have to put on your reading glasses. Maybe yeah. instead of bookworms, <laughs> we're book T Rexes. That's it. Book Rexes. Book Rexes. I love B-rexes. it. B Rexes. Yeah, B Rexes. Instead of T Rex, we're B Rexes. Three, three B Rexes. No need to applaud. It's fine. I, I'll just. Oh, if we're T-Rexes, we can't exactly applaud. <laughs> no, they can applaud. They can applaud. It's just very close to their front. Yeah. I saw a cartoon today of, uh, I forget where, but it was T-Rexes. The fact that T-Rexes were really bad at taking selfies, and all the selfies are like the bottom of their chin. Exactly. <laughs> hey, that's how I take selfies. What are you saying? And because of all that reading, our arms are really weak. So they've shrunken back to a certain level. So it really kind of fits when you think about it. All of our arm strength is gone. It's all in the forearms from having to hold the pages open while we're looking up. Do you think anybody would give us any dinosaur fossils and we could make weird ass jewelry out of their toenails? I have dinosaur That's what teeth. Next time you go to Wyoming, look for some toenails for us so we can make our own dinosaur toenail. Dinosaur toenail jewelry. I mean, I'd ask for dinosaur jizz, but that's Mm. probably few and far between. You just got to find amber with the the right mosquito in it. There we go. What are you doing? Are you going to clone a dinosaur? No, I just like wearing his jizz around my neck. Oh, God. I just need a dinosaur, a T-Rex necklace. (laughs) I think we're we're done. We're done. And that's going to do it for... Three Three Book book Girls. girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow them on TikTok, YouTube, and check out their website at threebookgirls.com. And join the group Three Book Girls Tribe on Facebook. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend or join them at one of their live events. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.